welcome back to another episode of Friends and Enemas. My name is Lindsay. I'm your host. And who do I have with me? Who do I have the pleasure of talking to again today? I'm back again for some <laughs> reason. And what's your name? What about people that have never heard your voice? I'm Jared. I am Lindsay's husband. <laughs> God, you sound so excited to be my spouse. <laughs> I'm, I'm my name is Jared. I am Lindsay's husband. <laughs> um, thank you guys again for being here. Today, we're going to talk about some embarrassing new grad moments. So a lot of you have written in your stories. Thank you so much. I'm going to be reading a few of them today. If you are new here, we love reading listener stories, both from new grad experiences, embarrassing new, new grad moments, spooky hospital tales, Really anything in between hospital gossip, the tea, there's some coming in right now that are so flipping good and I can't wait to read them to you, but send in your stories. Um, the email is in the description below. So yeah, let's get started. Do you have any new grad embarrassing stories that pop out to you? Um, you know, the only one that comes to mind is uh, I had a patient that was an elderly woman and she's a tiny, like under a hundred pounds. Um, and for whatever reason, I can't recall why she had a new, um, prescription for, for Corig. And it was like a really big dose. And I remember thinking like, even at the time I'd been a nurse for like a year, less than a year. It's like, God, this is a huge dose. This lady's tiny. And, um, so I, I reached out to cardiology and they're like, yeah, 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 just give it. And I gave it and it was like right at shift change. And so I gave report and, um, you know, I, I, I gave, cause she was doing fine at the time. So I gave report that reflected that. And I come back the next day and like, everybody's like whispering and, and looking at me and they're like, like, did you hear about last night? Your patient. And you know, mm -hmm. your, your stomach just drops whenever I you feel, cause you, you already deal with like it. I'm, I'm at like four years and I still have some feel five years and I still have some feelings of, uh, you know, like that, that pre-shift dread, like, did I forget anything? Did I, did I, you know, am I going to get in trouble? You know, what are people going to yeah. think? Blah, blah, blah. But I get, that too. I get there and, uh, and then the nurse, she was pretty upset because uh, of course the, the dose of Corag was way too big. Um, and then we get, I get there and this little lady has a central line. She's on pressers. Oh, all that. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I, uh, they said that I, I should have played up a little bit more about the new dose of Coreg. I, I just gave it in report. Um, and so they said that the nurse felt that my report did not reflect the condition of the patient. And so I, I got into a little bit of trouble for that. And it was, yeah, that, and that was embarrassing. It's like a learning but, moment. Yeah. But I, I'm sure I've done some dumb stuff that I just can't think of it. Maybe it'll come to me with during these stories. Yeah, actually. I mean, I think I've done something similar like that. And like for all our new grads out there, you are going to make mistakes. It's inevitable. Um, I think the best way to not make life-changing mistakes where it could affect your patient's life or your license is by asking questions. And like you did ask a question, you called the doctor. Mm -hmm. And so it made you feel okay with it. But I guess at the end of the day, it's maybe ask a couple questions because mm -hmm. um, mine was actually a med error too. I've talked about this on maybe like Instagram before or something, but um, I was still on orientation 
I was giving meds by myself at this time and I had pulled the patient's meds. I got one out of the fridge, went over to the patient, started, we had Epic. So I was scanning the meds in and this pop-up kept coming up and I didn't really understand it. I kept exiting out of it. I was like, stop, like, let me scan the damn med, scan, scan the med, like keeps popping up. And I don't remember the exact verbiage, but something along the lines of like this, this med ain't in the system. Like, what are you doing? And I was like looking at the med, reading the medication. I don't remember what it was, but I don't know. I don't remember what it was at all, but uh, I kept reading it. I could read it on the MAR. It's right there. I'm like, what? It's same dosage. Why is it not? Whatever. So I skip a, I skip over it. I click it in and I give the med and I go tell my preceptor, shout out to Aaron, who's an awesome, pre- awesome preceptor. Um, I'm like, hey, yeah, I gave the meds, but it kept popping up that like it wasn't their med or something she was like what she's like did you give it i was like yeah she was like why (laughs) why did you give it if it was giving you a pop-up to stop and i was like i don't know yeah there's your new grad tip if in most systems if you can't easily advance through and there's like a pop-up or something stopping you then you need to stop yep and look at what you're doing and ask a question which is not what i did so we figured out it was the correct medication but the wrong patient so when i pulled it out of the fridge you know like in the fridge it has like everyone's medications in there it's not really labeled you have to read the label really well and make sure it's your patient's medication mm-hmm. so luckily it was the exact same med the exact same dose just wrong medication which is still a medication error and it could have been much worse but let me tell you the feeling of my heart dropping through my asshole oh my god i i started crying i was embarrassed i thought the whole unit thought i was so stupid when it's a simple mistake but it could have been much worse and i'm telling you guys that so that you just stop and ask questions like that's the main point of this whole thing is ask questions anytime you feel curious or unsure and if someone right away gives you an answer and you're like okay you can still ask someone else another question um another one of my new grad embarrassing moments was i had a patient a young patient on a ventilator i was in the room with them and i noticed that their spo2 was going down this actually isn't that embarrassing because i did the right thing but it took me a moment to realize their SpO2 was going down. I looked at the vent. The vent wasn't sounding. No alarm was going off. But it was blinking red. And I was like, weird. I have not clicked the silence button. At this point, I was too scared to even touch ventilators. So I wasn't touching those ventilators. I would always call an RT, which you should do as well. Um, But their SpO2 is going down. And the family is having like an in-depth conversation with me. And I'm like hyper-focused on this SpO2 dropping in the 80s now. And I was like, you know what? One moment, I think someone's calling my name, ran out there to grab my preceptor because I was trying not to alarm the family. and was like, hey, The patient's SpO2 is in the 80s. I don't know why. She's like, is the ventilator going off? It's like, it's blinking red, but it's not sounding. She runs in there with me. We we calmly, you know, how they teach you to watch the patient all the way back down to the machine. There was a kink in the line and they weren't getting any air. So we found it and everything, but actually that was a bad ventilator that had to go in for testing because it was not sounding like we got the rt in there we got a bunch of people in there and um i guess that wasn't really that embarrassing but it took me a moment to like understand something's wrong yeah 
and to have the courage to leave the conversation with the family and just go get who I need to because at the end of the day, I'm there for the patient. Mm -hmm. But there's like this weird thing when you're a new grad of trying to please everybody and make sure that everyone thinks you're competent. And I don't know, the patient was fine, by the way, but uh, anytime you have like that gut feeling that you got to go get somebody, just do it. You can do it without alarming people too, which is what I did. But, okay, so I've got a new grad story here I'm going to read to you guys. Um, This says, Hi, Lindsay. One embarrassing story that I will never forget happened when I was doing my consolidation slash preceptorship on a surgical floor. I had a patient with an NG tube. Mind you, this was my first time ever working with an NG tube. I was helping said patient with his morning care, helping him wash up and get changed into a fresh gown, etc., When I was changing his gown, the NG was obviously not pinned to his clothes, so it was kind of just hanging there. Oh, God, I feel like I know where this is going. When I was leaning behind to tie his gown, when I was leaning behind him to tie his gown, he either A, pulled the NG out himself, or B, it fell out due to not being pinned to anything. I get it. Mistakes happen, and we could have just reinserted it again, but this particular patient required the surgeon to reinsert it. So my first day of preceptorship and I needed to call a surgeon and come to the floor to reinsert his NG tube. Thankfully, he was super nice about it, but I was so embarrassed. Needless to say, I will be forever very conscious when dealing with an NG tube. <laughs> I feel like that that's like a simple thing. Like that definitely has happened to numerous nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, I have actually pulled my patient's NG tube out on accident. <laughs> Why'd your eyes do that? <sighs> I just, I just pulled a piece out of our desk Oh, on accident. I thought you were doing that because, well, quit messing with stuff. No, no but yeah, that's, uh, I, I think the scary part of that whole thing is having to call GI back in to drop it again. Because, uh, yeah, that, that's, be intimidating. They're, they're, and they're super busy, like, coming in to drop an NG tube. And, and a lot of times they feel like they, that why doesn't nursing just do it? But then you've got policy and yeah. stuff like that. And there's nothing we can do about it. And so whenever those get pulled, they get, uh. They get very upset. But it's good that he was nice about it. It is good. And also, like, I, to be honest, to me, I'm like, this isn't really that bad. Things happen. Like, it could have been worse. But as a new grad, I understand how embarrassing this is. Because even, I would still consider myself a new grad at four and a half years. (laughs) Like, on the the scale of how long have you been a nurse, I feel like I'm closer to new grad than a freaking seasoned nurse. So, like, I did this maybe a year ago. Yeah. And their NG tube was caught uh, on my, like, on my scrubs. Mm-hmm. And whenever I was turning, I was turning them. It was caught on me. It wasn't pinned to them and pulled it out. Yeah. I was like, my bad. Yeah, that's all right. My I, bad. <laughs> NG tubes, you know, you can, you can go in and. I, that's one time I will take the time. I'll I'll wipe it all down. I'll uh, I'm using Mastisol adhesive. I, I'm putting the little nasal thing on there, and I you know I want that to stay. And if like they they have an oilier face, I make sure that I change it because yeah. I do not I I don't enjoy dropping NG tubes. The patient yeah. certainly doesn't enjoy re it's, redoing NG tubes. So yeah, my patient was awake when that happened, and they did not like me. For a moment. And and like, and I get it. I'd be a little pissed too. But like, at the end of the day, like for my new grads, shit happens. But did they die? Did they almost die? No. no. And like, at the end of the day, that's part of being human is making mistakes, silly mistakes, I will say. Yeah. And pulling an NG tube is a silly mistake. It's, it's an accident and it can, you'll never do it again. Let me tell you. Now, 
I well, I trace that in GTube all the way down. I'm like, where is it? It's not going to get caught on me again. I'm not pulling that out because yeah. it hurts. Especially it seems like a lot of like, hospitals are going to uh, the, the standard for feeding in a lot of the hospitals that we've seen seems to be going the way of uh, post-pyloric mm-hmm. stuff. And at that point, you generally get a nasal bridle, which is a little bit more traumatic to place, you know, you're going clear back from the, I mean, pulling it, it's, I think placing it is the, the really hard part. Cause whenever you pull it, you just, you I know, mean, snip if it, it gets and, snagged. Oh pull, yeah. 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 If, if like you accidentally owl. snag it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, but it's, it's less likely for it to come out in general or to move or yeah. to slide out or, you know, to, cause sometimes if you're not watching um, your placement depth closely and that's not getting tracked, it, it'll come out, you know, four or five centimeters, nobody noticed, comes out another two, nobody notices. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, at that point, it's not really doing its job anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not naming names on here because I wasn't clear if it was anonymous. So these are all going to be anonymous for now. So thank you for sending that in though. So let's move on to the next one. Says, hi there, sharing so others will feel less awkward. (laughs) I was in a new grad residency program for the ER and they had you cycle through units starting at med surge, then ICU, and then ER. I was on my ICU round, and my preceptor and I were, were going to a rapid response. That's just how it worked at this hospital. ICU nurses respond, respond to the rapids. It quickly turned into a code, and I saw him pushing epi and sodium bicarb, and I was in awe. I was like, how do you know how much to push? He's like, it comes like that. Didn't you do this in your ACLS class? I admitted awkwardly I didn't get my ACLS yet. And he replied, you'd better get it fast. You're not even technically qualified to be on our floor right now. I got it that weekend. He was the nicest guy, but it was so awkward. Make sure you're coordinating with your educators to have all the certificates required. He sounds like a fucking douche to me. I've never, and it, it might be policy. I've never seen a facility where you you can't no. be on the floor like it's, you know, you're in your preceptorship. You're right. not supposed to you're, be on your own yet. Your that, whole that makes... job is to be there and see things. Uh, and, you know, medicine, medicine draws those personalities for whatever reason. Um, it's you know. I am not a fan of like at the if this person was on their own hired in the ICU. Yeah, you need your ACLS, mm-hmm. but that would be required from your manager. Not from this preceptor, new grad, preceptee, that is going through different units. Mm-hmm. This guy sounds like a douche to me. And I, I don't know I where stand a lot of these, these like, personalities. I don't know where these people went to nursing school, but <laughs> my nursing school, we did not. I probably learned 90% of the job. At, On the job. Because the, the nursing school did what nursing schools are supposed to do. It. it teaches you to pass the NCLEX. Exactly. And then you learn all your stuff there. So I've never understood nurses being like, you weren't taught that in nursing school? Well, no, we didn't didn't change a central line in nursing school. You don't do that. It's like, this is the most frustrating thing to me when people act like they were never once in nursing school. And I know that I know that there's a generation of nurses that did not go to quote unquote nursing school. And there used to be nurses that could you know, you learned at hospital-based training. Like, that's how you became a nurse, like, way back in the day. And there's still nurses working today that never went to nursing school. But you have to realize, like, 
that's how people learn is at the hospital mm-hmm. most of the time. Like nursing school does ch- teach us the basics and it teaches us how to pass the NCLEX. But overall, it doesn't, you learn the stuff in the hospital. So treating someone like they're stupid because they didn't learn it in nursing school is just beyond me. Yeah. Like it drives me flipping nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this person was in the wrong, especially they're not the one performing the code. She was following her preceptor who happened to be the rapid response nurse mm-hmm. going to a rapid response. Like this guy sounds like a douche. I can't stand yeah. nurses like this. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't make it your, your entire job at that point is to go to every unit and watch what it's like. You're, you're not like trying to uh, practice independently or anything like that. Right. So I, I, yeah. It's, you there there do be some attitudes healthcare brings awareness personality sometimes like i'm a pretty laid back person and don't get me wrong like you should be competent on your unit but competency comes with time mm-hmm. and like this has nothing to do with the with the person not knowing yeah. i mean it has everything to do with them not knowing but it's not a thing of they're not intelligent enough it's they're not taught it yet they're not supposed to know it yet like i don't know i have a really big issue with things like that um, to piggyback on this one, when I was a nurse tech, um, I had never worked in a clinical setting, a hospital setting, any type of healthcare, anything. I was a, I was a vet tech before this, so it was much different. Um, and when I was on my own, finally, I was with a patient and a nurse. The patient um, started to code, and she looked at me and she said, "Grab the crash cart." Yeah, I knew it was dire. Whatever this crash cart was, I knew I needed it right then and there because this it didn't look good. And I left and I ran out and I ran to the nurse's station and I found a PT that I felt was kind to me who didn't make fun of me all the time. And I went up to her and I said, hey, um, do you know what the crash cart is? And she stopped what she was doing and looked at me and said, what? Who needs it? And I told her, she got up, ran, grabbed the crash cart, took it to that patient and came and grabbed me privately and pulled me aside and said, this isn't necessarily your fault, but I need to know why you didn't know what a crash cart was. Mm -hmm. She walked me over to the other crash cart and said, this is a crash cart. The big red or sometimes turquoise cart that's on the unit more for when people are coding. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I didn't know what that was because no one pointed it out to me. Nobody yeah. told me that. She was like, this is a problem. Not because of you, because I wasn't taught it. I had never worked in healthcare. Right. Why would I know what a crash cart is? Yeah. But I was so embarrassed and all and super thankful that she did not tell the whole unit because I was so embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where that and that's that's just like uh how hospitals are now. Like you you don't know where the crash cart is, but you damn sure know all your HIPAA rules yeah. you know you know uh what to do in a in a fire and all that you different can't have stuff. a water bottle at your desk yeah where to put your water bottle but we're missing the point that some people have never worked in healthcare, yeah. so they're not going to know these these terms and this lingo that we have right off the bat like yeah. uh you know that that ended up being a whole thing with um like management and they had to redo our education for, for techs and to make sure everyone knows what a crash cart is, because that could have been that patient's life because I did not know what damn crash cart was. Mm -hmm. But I tell a lot of um, new grads that story because, um, you know, that's a pretty embarrassing one for me. Um, This one's really short. It says, 
I told the charge nurse that we didn't have any NS and asked if 0.9% sodium chloride would do the trick. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I love that one. Oh, that's like, that's like harmless. There, there are so many acronyms in healthcare and like half of them you'll see at all hospitals. And then every hospital you go to will have three or four that they just made up internally. Yeah. And so, and, and every, you know, without fail, if you don't know what that acronym is at that, that specific facility, they're like, you know, they give you that look and then they tell you what it stands for. And it's like 15 letters long and you're supposed to know that it's an acronym. Like at what point are acronyms no longer? Yeah. And like for this one, like, again, this is like, you don't know what you don't know. Um, I know when we started travel nursing, I asked for um, a core track. Does mm-hmm. so is my patient going to get a core track, or, or no? They were telling me the patient's going to get a Dobhoff, mm-hmm. and I was like, a Dobhoff? What's a Dobhoff? And they were like, oh, I thought you said you were an ICU nurse. Oh, how long have you been a nurse? And I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? I'm sorry, I've never heard of this Dobhoff. And they come and show me it. I'm like, oh, the the core track. We called that a core track at our place. They're like, this isn't the core track. The core track is the actual machine. Da 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 da. I'm telling you right now, at my first job, we called the whole thing a core track. So I thought that yellow tube was a core track, not a Dobhoff. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're super similar. Like the, the core track has a tip in it that can be read by that machine. And yeah. the Dobhoff is just a weighted tip and it floats itself. See, it and like, hyaluric. again, it's the same damn. Just be nice when you're teaching people. You yeah. don't have to be like, oh, you didn't know that you didn't learn this in nursing school. Yeah. Oh, I, I hate that yeah, mentality. There was uh there was one that I didn't oh uh Naon N N A E O N. You ever Neon? see that in it's doctor's notes generally? No, I don't think so. I see it all the time and I, I don't know if I what I didn't it? see it till I got out to California. I just figured out like an, a year ago it means no acute events overnight. Oh. Yeah. So I, I would no see it like in in caps at the very beginning. I'm like, oh, okay, guys, the guy's neon. That's how, all right. So let's move on. Go to what's next. And no, that's what it stands for. Okay, that's like um, B I B A, Biba, in California. At every hospital, I would see that in notes brought in by ambulance. Yeah. I thought I'd be, I thought I'd be cool and use it in Wichita in my notes. They said, "What the fuck is this? Yeah. What's Biba? Biba?" Yeah. I said, brought in by ambulance. They said, we don't do that here. Oh, <laughs> check. But it just shows, like, yeah. honestly, travel nursing has been the best thing for experience because it shows that everyone is so different. Mm-hmm. Every hospital is so different with terms, lingo, how they do things. I mean, policies, it's so different. And so if you're listening out there and you get a nurse that doesn't know what something is, it doesn't mean they're stupid. It might be called something totally different in a different region of the United States. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Okay, we have one more. It says, hi, Lindsay. First of all, love your page. Thank you. Always can count on it to give me a good laugh. On to the next, on to the new grad story. Let's set the scene. It's my first week of orientation in the operating room. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like I'm on my game. I'm finally on my own, and I love it. The case is... Per- the case is in progress. I hear the surgeon's phone ring. It's the hospital calling. I let him know and he tells me to answer it. Connection is in and out. And I hear, quote, wife, dot, 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 was in an M- MVA in critical condition. 
That's all I heard. After asking the person on the other line to repeat their message, I felt confident that they just informed me that the surgeon's wife was in an MVA oh and <laughs> she is in critical condition. The room goes quiet. The surgeon stops the case and asks me for more information. I get back on the phone and the lady on the other line, after hearing what I just told the surgeon, repeat, proceeds to rip me apart, telling me to never do something like that ever again and that it was not funny. I immediately began sweating at the realization of what I had just done. And I had to then explain to the room that it was in fact not the surgeon's wife, but a husband and wife that were in an MVA. This was over three years ago. My palms are still sweating thinking about it. A little long, but I would say a pretty unique new grad horror story. Hope you enjoyed. I definitely enjoyed that. And I don't think that was long at all. I needed all those details. Yeah. (laughs) Dear God. I would be shitting myself. Yeah, because the, the the he's in an active surgery. He or she is in an active surgery. And, uh, yeah, because I, I don't know if it's like, you know, Grey's Anatomy. They're like, no, don't tell them until the surgery is over. They need to perform. <laughs> and so I, I don't know if it's like one of those things. But, yeah, to be, first of all, to say it during a surgery and then to be wrong. Uh, to be wrong. Yeah, that's pretty terrifying. I would say both are, are probably off. Like, I think you should wait. If they're in an active surgery, you should not tell them. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean, what if they accidentally like? I don't know what surgery they're doing. What if it's like someone's neck and they slice their carotid, like what, be, uh, from from shock? Like, well, and, so there's that, but then there's yeah. also like they deserve to know. Yeah, and there's, I, I think it, there's no way to uh, like give it your best right after you hear information like that. I feel like it would have to affect your. I don't know anything about surgery, but I, I feel like it would have to affect your performance. Like that's horrible news. Yeah, that's terrifying. I like. Honestly, I feel so bad for for you that for the person that sent this in. Like, I would never. Oh, just that's dreadful. I I totally feel you on that one. That one that one's probably the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, be an awkward room afterwards. <laughs> no, it'd be so awkward. Are you kidding me? No. I feel like something like that definitely. I didn't do anything like that, but I know there's more embarrassing stories that will have to come to me from my own history of of new grad. Mm-hmm. Um, that was short and sweet, but I hope you guys enjoyed. Please don't forget to send in your embarrassing new grad stories or any hospital-like stories that you've witnessed. Um, so thank you guys again for listening. Please don't forget to download the episode, give the podcast a rating, and follow us for more. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.